Good evening, everybody. It is Monday. It is also February 11th, and it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes of Jick and Skullhead with Jick and Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is going to be on the line in just one sec here. Hello, buddy. Good evening. I don't really want to destroy anyone in particular. It's just the, uh, the generalized you that uh, I want to destroy. Is that from? Uh, did you did you play the, a song? I will destroy you. No, it's I want to destroy you. I want to destroy you. Yeah. Oh, see, I know I'm familiar with I want I will destroy you and I want your skulls. Ah, uh, but not that, I will does... your skulls to my my you know <laughs> progeny. Who does uh, I will destroy you? Is that another misfit song? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe yeah, maybe it's I want to destroy you and I don't know. So they want to destroy you, and they want your skulls. I want yeah. to destroy all of you except the skull part, and then I want your skulls. Also, why do you have more than one skull? <laughs> How's maybe, it going, Mr. Skullhead? Maybe he's just singing to someone with a collection of skulls. Oh, okay. Like, so I'm going to destroy you so that there's nothing standing between me and your collection of skulls. Exactly. I'm good. We've had, a, we had an uncharacteristically socially active weekend at the Night Household, so that was good. Yeah. On uh, Friday night, we had a couple of couples over, so we had a total of six for some board games and some surprisingly rapid and heavy drinking, as it turns out. <laughs> like, once we put the kid to bed, we were just passing around the booze mm. and playing some small world, and that was pretty sweet. Uh, Saturday night was our friend Jolene's 30th birthday, which she decided to have at a bar, so... We you sound uh, you sound lost and enthused. I you know, I would probably rather go to somebody's house and drink if I'm going to do that. There was a band that was playing that was an R and B, like an old school Motown cover band, and and they were good. But yeah, I don't know. Like paying a cover to get into somebody's birthday party is kind of whack. I yeah, I guess I, feel like. I don't. I for whatever reason. Like, paying covers to get into bars is a thing that I just don't think about anymore because it has been so many years since I went to a bar that charged a cover. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it is just because I tend to, like, drink on weeknights <laughs> in bars or go to bars that would never charge a cover because they're hipster-ass divey dives that right. only have PBR. I mean, this was uh, paying a cover to see a cover band while, like, Linguistically satisfying is still a little like, nah. I I guess they were good. You know, we we jumped around, we had some fun. So they were just doing cover songs. Yeah, yeah. Sunday night we had a another thirtieth birthday party, but it was a guy who works at a local, like, small theater of the sort where people do plays and shit. Like not a movie theater, but a, a theater. A theater. Theater. So. The party was in the lobby of that theater, and that was kind of cool. We had drinks and, and cakes and ale, and uh, at the end of the party, he proposed to his girlfriend, and so that was and cool. she said no, so then you got to watch some drama and some crying. Yeah, it was great. Good. Oh. We've been waiting for that dude to propose for a while, so that was excellent. So yeah, we, we somehow managed to be all social three nights running. That was cool. Gosh. And then everything snowed. Mm-mm. I don't mean it snowed ever. I literally everything snowed. Just a bunch of snow fell out from the bottom of every object. 
Yeah, it really sucked inside the house. Mm-hmm. God, why do we have so many objects? Why must they all have bottoms? Yeah. What have you been up to, uh, buddy? Oh, not not a whole lot, actually. I uh, I I, de- I decided to uh, take a month off of drinking, and that has been it. It puts a real dent in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I um. I haven't really been going anywhere or doing anything with anyone because I don't really like doing things sober. Right. So I've been hanging out at ho- at house a lot. At house? Yeah. I've been uh, referring to things by sort of weird stilted names. I've been... Um, glad I've been, wor- I've been glad working you yeah. a bunch, uh, actually. Which is, I don't... What I don't want is to get to the end of this... At end of this month and so i mean you remember uh you remember my buddy john from the bar back in the day who was a uh, liquid panel in kol right sure yeah so he would every october he does not drink i don't know if he's still doing this but for many years he did and he just talked about how great it was he was like it just it reminds you that you you think that alcohol is super important and awesome but really uh you'd be better off without it uh, but that's not enough to make you stop forever because it, you know, at the end of it, you're like, fuck, I want to drink. Um, but you know, but he said, he's always like, he, he feels bad. Like all of his little aches and pains go away and he does, you know, he loses some weight and he feels more productive and happier and fitter. And, uh, I am getting none of those things. Hmm. Well, I mean, I can, it's too early to tell if I'm going to lose any weight because of it, I guess. But, uh, I'm, I'm just finding myself kind of bored. Uh, I'm finding myself with the uh, same number of uh, just sort of random aches and pains, but more uh, sort of anxiety and fear about them. Oh, good, good. Um, I'm hungry all the time because uh, I, I think that removing alcohol probably has cut down my calorie intake by how oh, 400 to a thousand calories a day. Yeah. So uh, you know that's that's something. Like right now, I'm fucking starving. I've eaten the same amount that I eat on a typical day up until now. But, yeah, I don't know. Trying to trying to work off that debt, I guess. Um, yeah, and I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go out to dinner anywhere because a lot of the places that I go out to dinner, they just bring me my drink huh. as soon as I sit down, you know. And I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want anyone else to know. This is why I'm talking about it on a podcast that thousands of people will listen to. And I don't want it to affect anybody else's life, but I'm afraid that it is pretty significantly affecting Emily's life because she says, hey, want to go to Thing X, which we do all the time? And I say, nope. No, I do not. Hmm. I want to sit here just sort of vibrating and waiting for this month to be over. Really I kind of just want to prove that I can do it. You know? Yeah, you're you're possessed of of a pretty decent soupçon of willpower. I feel like well, that would be the kind of thing that well, like every time I say, okay, for real, I'm not gonna have any snacks during the course of the day. It lasts until I get hungry, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I'll get a single day out of it. But you're a guy who decided long ago, like right after you decided never to walk in anyone's shadow, you decided that you weren't going to eat any snacks or, or any desserts during the week, and you just fucking do it. 
So I, I think if anybody can pull it off, it's you. Oh sure. I don't. I don't think that I that there's any danger of me not being able to do it. You know. I guess what what I kind of learned when when Hot Stuff broke his wrist and that fucked up all of our like like we just quit climbing for like a year. I I sort of came to realize that while while I always thought of willpower as a virtue that I had sort of acquired by just working at it really hard, it really is more of just a behavior than a virtue. And and like discipline discipline is only as strong as it's regular application, right? And sure. so if you get out of the habit of doing something, you you just aren't a person that does that anymore, right? It's not like you're, oh, I'm still an alcoholic, I just don't drink. Like, I don't believe in that shit. Right. You know? And, and, and I think that, like, you do, or I do at least, need to exercise that in order to at least maintain my belief that I have it, which is sort of, I think, the powerful thing, right? I yeah, also think of myself... Mother. I, I think of myself as a guy who, if I decide I'm going to quit doing something, I can quit doing it, right? And not give in to temptation in, in the short term, thus, you know, ruining my resolutions or whatever. But I also don't tend to, like, proclaim my resolutions out loud, just sure. in case. So um, maybe it's just that the only ones that I've seen you make resolutions on are the ones that you've kept and and maybe there are like thousands of them that i'm just not aware of huh yeah i mean it could be that though you know i mean i seem like a, i seem like a guy who's kind of got his shit together i guess but i certainly don't feel like i have my shit together you know there are all sorts of things at every moment that i feel like i should be doing right and that i just feel like oh if i if i if only i had the discipline to do this i would think about how much more i would have gotten done this week and, you know, to some extent, like, you know, I, I don't remember that quote. My dad, my dad was fond of citing the that a man's reach should exceed his grasp, else what's a heaven for? Right. Like, I think if you are, if you get to the point where you are satisfied with your output, then you don't have any drive anymore. And I don't want that. So I guess I just have to deal with the constant self-doubt. That's the problem with not drinking, though. Normally, when it's, you know, it gets to be six or seven o'clock and I'm like, well, I'm out of gas here. I don't think that if I spend another hour working that I'm actually going to get an hour's worth of work done. Right. And if I just go and have a couple beers, then it shuts off that voice that says you should be working. You should be working. You should be working. And I still can't really get productive work done but I feel guilty about it. Hmm. So that, so that's a thing. That's great. What are you expecting some of these synaptic pathways to be rerouted? Oh, no, I, I really don't. I mean, I like, I, I noticed I think you picked what, the shortest month. Well, I did pick the shortest month. I mean, and that, and, and you know, it was kind of funny. I also had been, I feel like I had been drinking a little bit too much, like hmm. having, surgically removed the hangover factory that existed in my nose made it made it so i could without a lot of comeuppance drink more than i had been accustomed (laughs) to being able to drink right and i was availing myself of that 
eh, what I consider to be a little too frequently. Alright. So, you know, I just want... It, mainly this is, like, what... I think that I will come out of it with a with a deeper appreciation and respect for alcohol as a tool. <laughs> as a tool, I have yeah, to respect alcohol. As a alcohol. tool, I love beer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you know, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I, did. I mean, knowing what you mean doesn't stop me from making fun of the way you said it. But sure, absolutely. I, you know, I this I is do. this is exploratory. I want to evaluate. Even though I'm pretty sure that I understand my relationship to alcohol, I want to evaluate it. I want to look upon it with a clear eye. Hmm. Um, so, like you and I, alcohol are having a trial separation. You both know that you're going to get back together. We're yeah, we're just it, so yeah. We're not we're we're just, just need a little space. Taking a little taking a little vacation from one another. Mm. Yeah. That does that ever work? Does a couple for ever a like decide to not be a couple for a month and then get back together and stay together forever? Hmm. Yeah, I I've seen it work a couple of times. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. like my little sister and her husband took a break like before they were married of course they took a couple of month break and kind of started over and they did fine i don't know if anybody's ever done it with booze that i've seen but uh people can oh no i I was talking i was talking about relationships i had segued Hmm. Uh, we went to the renaissance festival on saturday because that's that's the thing that like basically anything that i want to do during the day i can do because i don't like drinking during the day Mm mm-hmm and the Renaissance Festival is a thing that I would do during the day. I really don't understand the people who come to the Ren Fair and get hammered. Because it, for one thing, it's super expensive. And it's difficult because they'll only give you X number of drinks at a time. And then, like, you're in the middle of the day in the hot, hot sun. Super drunk, far from home. Like... Yeah. I mean, I... At times, if we got there in the morning, I would have a couple of beers starting at like four o'clock you know just like about the time that my agoraphobia started to really be yelling at me all the time right like just calm that down a little bit but yeah we ended up leaving because it was too cold which that was surprising i i thought well i'll bring a hat because last time it was really hot and i got a sunburn on my head because i didn't have a hat and then this time I remembered to bring a hat and no jacket, so it was just like fucking freezing. You're and all, you're never really indoors no there, you know? I forget. Like, the memory of Renfair in my mind is almost completely replaced with the Minnesota one now. Mm-hmm. So I forget how many buildings they've got out there and how elaborate it is. Although I think I thought I saw pictures of yours, and it looked like there were some buildings. Is it in a permanent location? Like, are they? Yeah, are no. There the Minneapolis one is is really elaborate. There are tons and tons of permanent structures. And I mean, they probably weren't able to closed. get as much land as it was trivial to get in Arizona, though. They did, but it's slowly being swallowed by a rock quarry that's around it, where they they own. X amount of land and were, I don't know, like maybe leasing from the state or something, the land that they use for their parking lot. And it turns out there's valuable quartz or whatever underneath it. 
Wow. So every year so the, the parking the lot's a little smaller. Eventually the Renaissance Festival is just going to be atop a spire in a giant hole. And I hope that they put a moat around it. I think that would really enhance the experience. You know, every morning when I'm driving to work, there is one spot on my drive where I catch a glimpse of this really, really deep quarry that's just due north of the office. That's just like right there in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it didn't used to be the middle of the town, right? It used to be like, oh, out there by where we put the Indians when we were trying to put them as far away as possible from anything we cared about. Is it in the middle Uh, of town now? Is there stuff there now? Well, so it's kind of an industrial park north of the the freeway there. But, like, that quarry is adjacent to the shopping center that they built. Huh. Which is, well, it's adjacent to the shitty shopping center, which is adjacent to the decent shopping center that was built to compete with the shitty one. Right. Um, so, So the decent one has a Target and the shitty one has a Walmart. And the decent one has a Home Depot and the shitty one has, um... Walmart. Like a swimming school <laughs> or something. But it, did, it never even filled up. They, had to t- they just tore down a bunch of the buildings. Those buildings having been built at a cost of millions and millions of dollars and never occupied by any business. They just tore them down and built like a little park. Wow. And it sucks because that's my favorite movie theater is in that one. That's the movie theater that I like and mm-hmm. that I go to all the time. And I, there's just no way that that movie theater is going to be there in five years. Uh, anyway, that's what you get when you build a shopping center right next to a fucking quarry. But anyway, this quarry is giant and it looks really pretty. And I they, they've got big berms around it so you can't really see it from the road. Right. Uh, and I every day, I think, sometime... When I'm not in a hurry to get to work, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop somewhere up here and find a vantage point where I can actually look and and check this quarry out because that's super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I and I and every day I imagine like jumping over a fence and climbing up onto the berm and and looking down into it. But then I think no, nope, I would probably get yelled at for that or hurt. Or maybe, because life is not a video game or a movie, uh, it, it's trickier than it seems like it would be to just jump over an eight-foot-tall fence. <laughs> right. Just pretend that that fence is at, is marking the edge of the game world. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could pretend that it was a really, really easy climbing wall and probably get right up it. Hmm... So yeah, that's my story about the quarry every morning on the way to work. <laughs> um, we didn't have a whole lot of fun at the Ren Fair. I mean, it was fine. Watched the glass blowing demonstration, which uh, was, you know, I'd seen it before. But it's it's pretty impressive. Found out that there is a relatively inex- inexpensive, uh, like a six-week glass blowing seminar that you can do at the Mesa Art Center. Right. Which I, you know, that's like kind of thing I would do. I'm I, like learning, getting, I like learning a useless and archaic skill. Those tend to pop up on the local version of Groupon every oh, yeah. now and again here, so and every time I'm super tempted. Hmm. I um I never really fell in love with Groupon. Oh no, like I don't use actual Groupon, but Amazon started sending me local deals, and so did the newspaper's website. So. I just get an email every day like, hey, do you want to buy some shit for half off? Hmm. And occasionally it's something like tickets to the show that I was going to go to. Okay, we'll just grab them that way. 
Yeah, I just always felt weird about like, you know, hey, you could get a half price meal at this restaurant that you go to all the time. And I, and I think, well, why would I like I, I know that, you know, this is this is like the this is like the duty free thing. I w- I don't feel OK using a coupon that the reason that a place issues coupons is to get new people to come try it out. Right. You know, that is the only reason that you would do that. And I think it's kind of. I don't feel okay using a coupon at a place that I am already a, a frequenter of, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like, oh hey, I saw this opportunity to support you guys less, you know. And I would and you I use don't. just a a regular coupon that they handed you, like the coupon that comes on the top of the pizza box when your pizza's delivered? Because that uh, seems yeah, more like so. a you, maybe you were planning on ordering pizza from us again, but we just want to make sure. Yeah, I guess I don't imagine that kind of thing happening from... I mean, I always use the specials at Papa John's, which is why I don't think of Papa John's as being a really expensive pizza place. Right. You know? Um, and that, I mean, just because that's not like... I'm not worried that Papa John's is going to go out of business Yeah. The way, that, the way that I like... And, you know, I'm not worried that the pasty company is going to go out of business, but I don't want to voluntarily give the pasty company less money than they charge for their food, right? Yeah. Because there was a time when maybe they would have gone out of business if if people like me hadn't been loyal customers. Yeah, I think for for restaurants especially, the Groupon thing's a little problematic because they do tend to get screwed by the deals that they offer, which, like, you know, don't offer a deal that you're going to be screwed on if people use it, but... They feel like they have to to be competitive, and yeah, I kind of saw multiple sides of that. Where it's like, yeah, they did sign up for this thing that was going to lose them money, but they sort of uh, there there seemed to be a lot of allegations that like Groupon was like, well, if you don't offer a favorable thing, we're not going to work with you, you know, or the 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 representative from Groupon like misled them about how something was going to work or something. I, I don't know. It's it's always hard to tell. It is impossible to get straight information from someone who is aggrieved. Yeah. In a in a situation like that, and so, I mean, especially somebody who is aggrieved enough to like write an essay about it. Yeah. That kind of that kind of puts you in two outlier groups that are untrustworthy individually. But not that I think you can't trust people to write essays, but but still. Yeah, I don't know, you know, I mean, because I remember once, like, we went and I I wouldn't have done this, but Hot Stuff did, where we, we, had, we were about to leave town and the membership of the Rock Gym had expired, and so we just got a day pass, but we knew that, like, he had a free guest pass left over, and so he was like, can I just use my guest pass on him? And they said, well, you're not, like, yes, but please don't do that, because right. that guest pass is for you to bring somebody new, you know, it's not like to bring your girlfriend once a month for free, right? It's, it's to bring somebody new in. And then I was like, yeah, okay. We went, we went climbing again and the rock gym had been bought by very uh, disinterested Asians. I'm not sure I believe in their safety. It wasn't very good before. Uh, And And we went and there was like nobody paying any attention to anything. Like, 
I, I had the sense of this place in all the years that we climbed there. It's like, all right, well, there, there are these stoners, for the most part, running things here. But, like, I, you see them out changing ropes out and mm. stuff, you know, and there is always at least one person walking around making sure that everybody is, everybody is being safe. But, like, we just came in and, like, said, oh, yeah, we do this all the time. And they didn't, like, they didn't do the legal stuff that you're required to do where you, like, I don't know, maybe this is just a liability thing. But where it's like, all right, demonstrate that you know how to belay. You know, just like the stuff that you have to do if you just walk into a rock gym and they don't know you. Yeah. They didn't do that. And then there wasn't anybody walking around. Yeah, it's weird. It is not important to the story that they were Asians. They just were. So they also talked really quietly. And there was really loud stoner music playing, so it was impossible to tell what was happening. I mean, I would... If I were describing someone that I met, if that person were black, that would make it into my description, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if the person was white, it probably wouldn't make it into my description. Because odds are, I'm talking to another white person, and I'm white, and we just kind of think of white as the default. And that doesn't really mean it's racist, it just means that that's our norm, right? Right. I mean, I guess the argument would, the argument would be that it is normative to think that way. Hmm. Uh, normative to speak that way. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that if somebody who was a black guy who only had black friends met a white guy and hung out all day, he would say, yeah, I met this dude, he's like 6'4", he's white, he's got a better job than I do, because <laughs> he's white. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's probably what would happen. So you're right, it's not racist at all. Nope. No one can ever accuse me. But yeah, Anyways. I mean, you, you know, you say like my gay friend as opposed to my straight friend because it's in the minority. Although, I mean, if you were a, if you were a gay guy and most of your friends were gay, you would characterize your one straight friend as your straight friend. Yeah, I like, go, oh, were you hanging out with the straight guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you doing comedy with that straight man? I had a, I had a friend, uh, I guess sort of like after high school in Prescott who he, he moved to a bigger city, well, which was Phoenix. He moved to Phoenix, and then there was actually a community of gay people here, so it sort of made him comfortable coming out. And then he just got super, super enthusiastic about (laughs) being a part of a gay culture. And uh, I I asked him if he wanted to come to a bar with us one night, and then he replied that he did not, because he did not go to straight bars, uh, but he said STR and then the numeral eight. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, never mind. I really don't ever want to hang out with you again. <laughs> what, you wouldn't go to a gay bar with him? Come on, man. I, I would. Okay, so it's not that I wouldn't go to a gay bar with somebody. It's that I wouldn't go anywhere no, with understand. somebody who refused to go to bars that weren't gay bars. Yeah. Right? I, I, I'm assuming you were joking. But, yeah, so. Yeah, but I just, you know, for the kids. I don't know. Is it okay to discriminate against the intolerant? <laughs> this is just tricky, right? That was a, one of the last conversations I had with my dad about homosexuality. Was he used the old conservative talking point, like, you claim to be tolerant, 
but you won't even consider the fact that my viewpoint is correct, so you're actually the intolerant one. And it's like I... There's something wrong with that statement that is really hard for me to put into words. But I think it's just that the, you're asking me to tolerate your intolerance, and I won't. Like, no, I'm not going to entertain the idea that God doesn't like gay sex and it, there's no such thing as a gay person, it's just people fucking for fun. Like, I, I guess that's intolerant of me, but is it more intolerant than you discounting an entire group of people? Like, Well, huh. I, I think that... I think that you you do to some extent have an obligation to tolerate intolerance. Mm. You don't have an obligation to agree with it or to respect it. Right. Right? Like you're not allowed to like punch your dad because he believes something that you think is hateful. Right. Right? But you're allowed to say I don't agree with you and I think that this is wrong. You know. I guess you probably wouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to like not hire him if the only difference between him and the other applicant was that. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even say that he's being hateful, just uninformed, maybe? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, that was... It does bother me a little bit when people say, like, this is just hate speech, and like, eh, it's not hate, I would never. Though. I would never say that, but it, but it certainly, yeah. it certainly does not come from a place of love, right? Sure. <laughs> you know, it, it's it, it. I love it, that guy so much that I don't want him to go to hell for having anal sex. Well, okay, so I mean, you can, you guess, I guess you could say that. <laughs> it so. I I don't know, man. Like I think I think that believing that homosexuality is is a sin and something that needs to be fixed. I think that. That is, if it is not just hateful on, on its surface, I think it's, like, pretty close in the Venn diagram. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, I'm not saying that your dad hates dudes. No. But, but I, I have, you know, just thanks to, thanks to the relentless hammering of the fucking sensitivity police, like, it is possible for something... It is possible, I think, for somebody to hold a view that can accurately be described as hateful without that person actually hating anyone. If, if they hold it without reasoning through its conclusions and its conclusions are hateful. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that fits in this case. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's not... Eh. You know, there's that is something though. Like, I I really don't like it when progressive thinkers who are all about tolerance just say the exact same shitty things about rednecks that rednecks say about faggots. Uh huh. You know, like. Uh, okay, like you don't get to you don't get to call quid pro quo on this because your whole position is that you are above that shit. So fucking be above it. Right. You know. But 
I think that is my my uh, unique position as a redneck faggot. Right. That lets me see that that issue in that particular light. Oh, you're self-loathing. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Just you know, maybe be nice to everybody. Yeah. Listen to listen fair. to that Jesus fella. Be nice to people. Give give hand jobs or or head. Hand jobs to the homeless. Yeah. And head to hobos. Give free I hugs. Wish... Give free uh free special hugs. I wish that I could be kinder to the downtrodden. Yeah. But I can't. Because mm. I, I, I don't think... Well, one of the things that you really dislike is somebody lying to you and somebody asking for money. So your average homeless person is going to have two strikes already. Well, I don't really mind somebody asking for money. I mind somebody lying in the context of asking for money. Mm-hmm. You know, and b- because because everybody is kind of shitty about it, right... right? Then, then you are forced as a panhandler to to devise this spiel. And there's a part of me that's like, you know, if you are smart enough to come up with this story, it seems like you'd maybe be smart enough to like look up where a homeless shelter is and get some food, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's not. Are there no prisons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But but that's it. You you can't. Man, this guy, whenever somebody walks up to me at a gas station, my my immediate reaction is, oh, fuck, what kind of bullshit is this person going to spew at me to try to get me to give them some fucking money? And every once in a while, it's just somebody who wants directions to somewhere. And I always feel like such an asshole for reacting to the experiences that I've had that have led me to, like, judge this situation as what it probably is. Alright. I don't know. But, you know, it's like it's like the mail. The, the, so much <laughs> of what is in the mail is bullshit that the mail is just useless. 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 And, and that sucks. You know, and yeah, I guess with the mail, if if the mail wasn't flooded with junk mail, it would cost a thousand dollars to mail a letter. Right. So what are you going to do there? But you know, just ignore it. Just decide. Well, I guess the mail is, you know, that's not for white people. But uh, you know, why? I used to give panhandlers beer pretty frequently. Right. And you know, I felt okay about that. I guess. And I thought, well, I, you know, I remember like every once in a while at the office, there would be like, you know, some beer left over after a party that I was never going to drink that was just taking up space in the fridge. And I thought, you know, I could just leave this out in the alley and somebody would drink it and, you know, maybe it would help them forget that they were a hobo for those few brief piss-soaked hours. Right. Um, but then I thought, nope. Because what they do when they are back in that alley is they just fucking steal shit from my yard. So I don't want to encourage that. So I just threw it away. That's weird. I mean, I can see... Like, if you've gone to the convenience store or whatever and you've bought your beer and you're coming out with it and somebody wants one, 
I, or I would probably just give it to them. And you've had that happen a couple of times, right? Yeah, but I mean, I just started. I just started offering beer to people who asked for money. Right. And if they took it, well, I guess he must have wanted beer. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, that's a pretty. You know, unless he was like he took that in the hopes that he could sell it to someone else to get money for a fucking hamburger. <laughs> you know, or so like he can the world's get only that, honest hobo. Yeah, get that bus ticket. Yeah. That's the thing, like, I know that they do that because most people say, you're just going to spend that on booze, so I'm not going to give it to you. But to me, I'm just like, I spend money on booze. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I, I understand that it's probably not the best thing for him to have for a situation right now, but I'm not sure that I'm in the business of figuring out what the best thing is for everyone and making sure they do it. So, you know what I don't like, sure. though, is the fucking, like... 21 year old or 22 year old gutter punk with the big sign that says not gonna lie need money for beer mm. like fuck you man I needed money for beer when I was your age too right <clears throat> yeah and if it's just like hippies like if it's somebody that there's like no reason that they couldn't be a productive member of society then I have a harder time yeah you know but then you get into that privilege argument I don't. It's, it, I, I it's try a crazy not world. See, this is what happens when I don't drink, Mr. Scullet. I just spiral out of control thinking about all the problems in the world today. You should go outside with a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not gonna lie. Have plenty of money for alcohol. Give me a beer. Yeah. Uh, I, I only resolve not to buy booze, not, not to drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, boy. So what else? I, 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 do, I do really wish, though. I wish that my first instinct when somebody needed help, you know, when somebody was, was begging on the street, was not revulsion. Hmm. But, but I, then again, it's like hard to feel guilty like about feeling revulsion when somebody has just like pissed their pants so consistently for the last six months that you can smell the piss 30 feet away from them. Right. Right. But then everybody says it's not that there was, there was this time and, and I, this was, this was before I had taken a social psych class and learned the, learned the story of Kitty Genovese. There was a guy with no legs in a wheelchair on the bus and the bus driver like he stopped so abruptly for some reason and I, and I don't want to say that like the bus driver was being an asshole or whatever he stopped really abruptly and the guy just like flew out of his wheelchair and face planted on the bus oh. and there were a bunch of us around and everybody was looking at him and everybody wanted to help him, but the fact that everybody wanted to help him made nobody help him. Mm. And, like, that is such a fucking powerful thing. And, like, it's, it is so easy to imagine overcoming that and then so difficult to overcome it in the moment. Yeah. And it's like, man, I hope that... I hope that nothing ever happens to me when I'm surrounded by people where I just need one of them to give me a hand with something. But then I also think... Like, the reason that I didn't help the guy is I thought maybe he would get mad at me for helping him. Yeah. Because if he, if, if he wanted help, 
why didn't he say, hey, can somebody give me a hand? Because I think I would do that, right? But maybe I wouldn't. Maybe there is some other powerful psychological force at work that that makes somebody afraid to admit weakness in a crowd. Huh. But I don't know, man. And, and, like, I don't think that I will ever forget that, you know, because it was like, it was just this, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, not what's wrong with all these other people who probably had the exact same thing happen to them, but what is wrong with me? Mm. You know? And, like, why can't I generalize that out? And it's like, because I think of myself as somebody who should be above that kind of thing. And, you know, nobody is. It's a crazy mixed up world. Yeah, now I'm just pondering all of those things. You know what I hate about the Renaissance Festival? Deeply. Uh, People panhandling? Uh, Not panhandling, uh, just people talking to you. Mm. People making jokes. I, there was a guy. There was a guy dressed like an old, uh, I don't know, like a wizard vicar, <laughs> you know, like maybe a wicker or a wizard, um, and he pointed out to us while we were standing in line that there were some windows uh, that were attended selling tickets that nobody was in line at. And so we went over and got our tickets right away instead of waiting in this big long line. And then we were walking back. And I was about to go thank the guy for his help, but then he said, enjoy the cleavage, my lord. Uh, And I was just, fuck you. I just walked (laughs) off. Like, I was all, I was going to thank you for doing something nice, and then you did that Renfair bullshit. So, whatever. It's still, like, it continues to, to amuse and amaze me that you enjoy going to the Renfair. Because it seems like a place that is just certain to be full of the kind of people you want to avoid as a general rule. Well, right. I don't go there for the people. I go there for the things. <laughs> all these fucking theater kids. Yeah, would exactly. Stop I mean, that's... English accenting all over me. <laughs> it would be fine if it was like I don't know, man. There's just <laughs> there's just this level of like forced ribaldness that like god you're just embarrassing yourself except you're not like if you had a soul you would be embarrassing yourself but like and I mean I guess given the amount of fucking that apparently goes on after hours at the renaissance festival it is working for these people to act like that the the woman who is 30 pounds too heavy for that corset is getting railed on the regular and so there's no disincentive yeah, the for guy them to just be that way at other people. To be fair, you know, also the guy with the doublet, the kilt, the giant beer gut who walks around talking about his pickle is also getting railed on the regular. Yeah, yeah. Or, or railing. We we're not trying to be rail. heteronormative. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that it's just a fat girl is the problem. Yeah, everybody is the receiver at the Renaissance Festival. Dress, dress appropriately to your body type and you'll mm-hmm. be fine uh, yeah when we go to the to Ren Fair now like we know I don't know a vaginal blood farts wife is managing most of it now so we know her like the entire security team is people we know and we know a bunch of the performers 
So when the people on the street who are actually paid by the Ren Faire to be there and do that shit, like accost you and say bullshit to you, when they come up to me, I, I just kind of like, nah, man, I'm, I'm not a mark. You know, <laughs> save it for somebody who will appreciate it because I won't. Yeah, I wish that I wish that the the just glare that I maintain the entire time would communicate that. Yeah, you know, and I think the fact that I think that would work is just a failing of my understanding of social conventions yeah, rather well, than it, it makes but, you a challenge because they want to make sure you have a good time. Yeah, well, I'd be having a good time. So I I really like the the craftsmen. Yeah. Right, and the people there who actually know how to do some shit tend to not act like assholes. Yeah. In my experience, right? So, like, we, you know, we had a good conversation with the glass blower guy, and maybe he was a little bit more excited about glass blowing than I would like a conversational partner to be. But it's fair, you know. If if a glass blower is going to only have one foible, right? That's the one it's probably going to be, right? A little but, too into glass, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't affecting an accent, you know. As, uh... Yeah, most and, of the most you know, of honestly, the guys though. who the like the guys who run the entertainment at the pleasure feast, for instance, those guys are pretty good. Right. They they have they they have some understanding of the fundamentals of performance. That is why they have that gig. Mm-hmm. You know and. Their jokes are better timed. They're not hassling people. You know, they're like paid entertainment. But yeah, I like I like looking at, um, you know, things. I, you know, I like looking at little trinkets and stuff. You know, I like it. I like an array of, uh, of fancy uh, necklaces. Yeah. You like, a, I don't, you know, like I don't want to buy pewter. one or, or wear one, but I like it to look at them. Sure. Uh, you know, I like a, I, I, I bought some big sticks of incense. I like a, I like a handmade incense. You know, I, I like I like some candles. I like to look at a store full of candles. Uh, what I don't like is to look at a store uh, where mostly what they sell is little crockery pots labeled farts. Really, I thought that would be right up your alley. Uh huh. It's is it only if some of them are, are labeled scrotums? So you can pick, you know. Okay, if one of those said scrotums, I would probably not only not only not be put off by it, but buy it. But, and send it to the three-word phrase guy. It, but this is not this is not like a gif that you made, right? Like this is this is a physical object that you have to like carry from place to place when nobody buys it. Yeah, this is part of your inventory, right? This is so, one like, of the things you know, a, cro- you a little crockery pot that says like the swear jar or whatever, but then one that just says farts. Because how many farts can fit in there, really? <laughs> I mean, it's funny to talk about it, but and and partly like if if that was the only thing they sold, right? If they all said farts, or if they they weren't. You know, it's equivalent to, like, the coffee mugs at a truck stop. Right. You know? Maybe it was a play on the the, the song Jar of Hearts. So Do you think? It was, a, it was a jar of farts instead. 
Okay. Maybe they're just super clever. Maybe maybe they're operating on a level that we're not even able to see. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. You know, I like some. I like a. I like a driftwood sculpture. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things there. What do we always do when we go? We always check out a glass blowing demonstration. We always look at the really fancy wooden mugs that are all like polished and coated with something so you can drink out of them and think about buying them and don't. Mm-hmm. We always look at the masks, like all the leather masks, because those are cool. And then we see the a couple of bands and and the fire people at least twice because they have two different shows. And that's about it. I watched the fire whip guy. When that's done well, that's pretty cool. But you don't get our our fire people don't travel because they all have jobs and shit here but mm. their show yeah we have awesome. a crack B- bill crack whip man it's a J- john crack jimmy crack corn man <laughs> mike crack corn yeah uh, speaking of which i'm gonna i'm gonna send you if i can figure out how to get back to the thing uh i got one of one of these back in the day which is a it's like a ceramic replica of a world of warcraft tankard huh uh, that's that's really huge, and that's that, it's expensive. I think it was like fifty bucks, uh, but it is probably less expensive than a lot of the tankards that you can buy at the Renaissance Festival. Right, and it looks pretty cool. So that's all ceramic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like when it's like uh, it's made like a like a commemorative stein. You know, I always look at the the wooden mugs and the leather mugs, and I always land on the side of the. There are some. Some of the mugs that look like the handle of it is just a like an unwhittled branch that's been coated with whatever resin the rest of it is, and then the rest of it is just beautifully polished, mm-hmm. sanded wooden thing. And we get close. Like last year, we almost bought one of those, but ended up buying a sky chair instead. And I stand by that decision because that chair is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you used it all the time when when I was visiting. Of course, it was brand new when you were visiting, but uh, oh, okay. We still like anytime more than one person at a time is down there, where somebody's in that chair. It is hell's a comfy. Is it? Oh yes. I like the I like the notion of a um, a sort of a customizable footrest mm-hmm. on a chair. I was I'm a guy who uh, when I'm sitting at a computer, I like to have an ottoman in front of me to put my feet up on. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm sad because my desk at work has a rail going across it that makes it so I can't do that. You you can't put your foot on the rail. Uh, no, there's not enough room between the rail and the top of the desk. Uh. But yeah, so that's the story of the relative positions of rail and ottoman under my desk at work. Do you want to take a break and then answer some Kingdom of Loathing questions? Sure. You are a regular Rudyard Kipling. <laughs> when you said so, that was the tale of made me think of like, I'm not sure that was a really informative story as to like how the elephant got to put his feet up at the desk no it was it it's works. not meant to be informative it's meant to be entertaining and racist okay well in that case you nailed at least one of the things oh did you mean Ottoman like someone from the Ottoman Empire yes okay racist check uh, we'll be back in uh, 14 minutes 
We are indeed no longer gone. We are back again. Hey, Mr. Scullet, I have a question for you. Yes. Did something fundamental change about Facebook like a week ago? Not that I noticed. Huh. They did some they added some kind of search that I haven't looked at yet. I um am suddenly getting emails from Facebook, which I never was before. And I don't know if they were maybe just getting thrown into a spam folder before and Gmail decided to stop marking them as spam or what. But it's it's possible that I'll start getting invited to parties now. Ooh. Emily says I get invited to parties all the time. I just don't know about it because I don't log into Facebook. Yeah, I got to admit that these days, any party that we throw at the house, we just throw in everybody local who is on Facebook and kind of rely on the grapevine to get the people who aren't. It's like most of the most of our friends here. I don't have an email address for them. If I even if I wanted to do an evite or something, and just Facebook is so good. Like that's one of the few things that Facebook is really good at. Is the yeah? I mean, I just planning. always text everyone. Oh wow, dude! Yeah, it's a thing. Right, right. You know, they see it. Maybe I don't know. Nobody ever comes to my stupid parties though. Uh, let's see. We got some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, ah, shit. <laughs> I gotta log into KOL so that I can log into Radio Bugbear. Um, I always forget, because I can look at the Radio Bugbear questions without logging into KOL. I just can't, like, flush them or anything. Right. Uh, ACM writes, should the boss from the Game Mag Dungeons count as a boss from the Organ Grinder point of view? Well... If it doesn't, the reason it doesn't is because that's also what that PvP contest counts, and the fact that you can fight multiples of them made it so everybody pitched a little shit fit about, hey, PvP rewards people who spend a lot of meat. Uh, so we just turned it off for the time being. Um, there's a lot of different things that make a monster in KOL a boss. And the PvP one, that makes sense that that should only count things that you can only fight one of in Ascension, because right. the whole point of that was to be an Ascension-rewarding minigame. Um, but there's other stuff that, you know, seems like that boss should be a boss. But we can't... Everything that is marked as a boss using the boss checkbox can't give you boss pie, because a lot of, like, the daily dungeon monsters are bosses for no reason. Hmm. And shit like that. That's yet another system that could benefit from being completely looked at and everything yeah it's just so much shit relies on it you know yeah. that it's that it's very difficult to actually get in and 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 see what's going on daily dungeon is pretty easy to take care of and i think i think that's the last real holdover where shit in there is a boss for no good reason hmm. um and we, all of the things that the boss flag prevented we have other ways to prevent that now so, you know, some of it is some of it is just housekeeping. I mean, it's like there are some things that are scaling monsters that don't use the new scaling tech that takes mind control device into account and mo other monster level sources. And there's no reason that I couldn't go and make it so that they are, but I just haven't. 
uh, Demaster writes, could uh, Flavor of Magic please be condensed into a single skill with a pick six option upon using it? Having one skill take up seven lines in the skills tab is why I haven't permed it yet. Yeah, I also, that also bothers me a lot. Um, for, from a, on the back end, the way that it works is super fucking goofy too. Mm. And it creates a lot of weird exceptions in the skills code that other things, those exceptions provide cracks and other things fall through those cracks and then Tom Crack does a fire whip show. What the fuck is that guy's name, Mr. Skullhead? (laughs) I don't know. Our guy's name is Adam. Adam Crack. Yeah, that's it. Sure. Adam Whipman, I search. Adam Winrich, fire whip guy. Yep, that's him. Really? Yeah. Huh, because our guy is named Adam Sulko. I was just making a joke. But I was also also right, so that's good. Maybe... Maybe there is something, there is a genetic predisposition towards naming your son Adam and raising your son to be a whip guy. I hope so. Uh, Swap writes, Jake, you could describe a table by typing desk table name. Even more info, show create table table name. Thank you. Now I know. (laughs) Um, And I hope that I will remember that. Uh, But I have used it. It is much more legible to do that than to just uh, select one in the tool that we have. Lagomorpho says, Scully mentioned the idea of a shirt that gives you torso awareness, but there's obviously problems with that. Instead, create an item that's a poorly designed hat that's way too big for your head and has holes in it. Then when you equip the hat, it falls down onto your torso. I don't think that that's a good idea. Mechanically. It's funny. Um, A hat would have to be pretty bad to make a better shirt than a hat. Yeah. I think you could probably wear like a baby's shirt as a hat. I'm In not, fact, isn't that what bikers do? I haven't. Yeah, yeah. People always, they have a baby and then people give them like, you know, an American flag baby shirt. And then they just wear it on their head. Oh, man. Can I get your kid an American flag shirt? I think you should just get him an American flag patch to go on his jeans. Huh. What does that mean? That we're in the 70s? No. Oh. Oh, man. Are, are, is kids' fashion coming back around to the 70s? Does he have some Garanimals in, like, polo shirts with white and dark green stripes? I don't know, but it, it, if Garanimals come back, I will leap on that shit. But, uh, no, at the moment, kids' fashion, at least for boys, is still just some jeans and some t-shirts and maybe a, a sweater. You know, uh, the guy that plays the bass for Jonathan Colton, his dad is the founder of Garanimals. Or was the founder of Granimals. I, I imagine he is dead now. But, uh, yeah, that, that was an interesting thing that I learned. Uh, Bigglesworth says, I frequently forget to check the mushrooms when I'm growing them. Would it be possible to receive a lo- login message reminder when you have a mushroom plot? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like, if... I, I don't remember how that stuff works, but I think that it is probably the case. You know, that does not work at all the way that we would do it now. Right, because those are actually those run at rollover, and there's no reason that we couldn't do it. Like the way that we would do it now is we would store a flag that was the last time they got processed, and then the first time you went to the mushroom patch, it would just catch it up, Thanks. so that it wasn't wasting cycles doing it on people who aren't around anymore. Um, yeah, if we switch that to work in a in that way, 
it would be trivial to give you a notification. Hey, you haven't paid much attention to your mushroom plot. There's some cool shit in there. You should go look at it. The Tristero says, could you add functionality in the game clan forum so a thread could be moved from one forum to another? I think those things are as feature-rich as they need to be. Casey Wiederman says, hey, Jack, I think it's cool that you're going without alcohol. Don't feel like you need to stop going out, though. Just order cranberry juice. Upside, Jack Nicholson will want to be pals. Um, you know, I think of cranberry juice as medicine. <laughs> like, I will drink it if I feel like I'm in if I'm in danger of getting a urinary tract infection, you know, like if I'm having sex with a new partner, I don't think that actually happens to dudes. If your partner is going from your number two hole to your number one hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently the whole cranberry juice and uh, urinary infections thing is like, it's, it's crazy real. Yeah. I, I remember my mom doing that frequently. It sounds like it sounds like a folk medicine thing, but apparently there is something in cranberry juice that is just like chemically magical for doing something that is really beneficial for urinary tract health. Yeah. I also because I think of it as medicine, I always when I drink can- cranberry juice, I only drink unsweetened cranberry juice. Ugh. Which is it's it'll wake you up. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to the point where I like it. And and it's I mean because drinking, drinking fruit juice is just exactly the same as drinking soda. And and so I don't I'm not going to do that when I'm out at a bar. You know what's weird is that the whole no sweets thing. I wouldn't get a soda when I was out at a bar, but I would get a beer that has as many calories as a soda. Right. You know, it's just the it's the technical, the technical following of the rules. I'm like a I'm like an Orthodox Jew in that way. Mm. Um. But yeah, I don't think I would drink a cranberry. I don't think that I don't think that I think of cranberry juice as an acceptable non este beverage. Really, the only acceptable non este beverages are water, coffee, and booze. Right. And you know, I wouldn't probably get like a fruity girl drink. Although I had to drink margaritas on Wednesdays when we're when we're recording a podcast, which is pretty fruity girl drink. It's a lot of sugar in a margarita. You can do a, a margarita that is just lime juice and tequila and, and triple sec. Is that like a skinny bitch margarita? Yeah, which is unfortunate that that's what it's called, because apparently it's really tasty and solves that sugar problem. I mean, you could be like a power lifter margarita. You could just call it that. Yeah. yeah. And you could order that, and then if the guy says, what is that? You say, it's a skinny bitch margarita. You know, it said the other people at the bar, the other bros wouldn't think that you were, you know, a a bitch, I guess. Man. Okay, so that was, uh, that was the tale of the radio bugbear questions. (laughs) Ah, goddamn, Skype, you're in the way of this thing that, uh, apparently, uh, Adam the Fireman has a Java applet at the top of his web page. So that popped up a notification about, you know, you're not seriously going to run this guy's fucking Java applet, are you? Yeah. And no, Chrome, no, I am not. It, the, I, I also don't want to go to bars because being around drunk people when you're sober is horrible. Yeah. 
think it, you know, I think if I was drunk at a bar with drunk people and I was really paying attention to them, it would be horrible even when I was drunk. But being drunk allows you to not really pay attention to them. Right. I am frequently, even when I'm drinking heavily, I'm the most sober person in the room. So, I, I get that a lot. That, yeah, like, you don't, you don't really it. exhibit. Like Everybody you will, you will get drunk and I say, am. "All right, I am on the verge of passing out," and you're not slurring your speech, and you're not being loud, and you're not doing anything stupid. I usually know that I'm drunk. Well, like a beer drunk will get me in the body, where I'll be, like, not quite in control of my limbs and shit. Uh, you're just saying that because you want to grab boobs. Yeah, a hard alcohol drunk. I won't know that I'm drunk until I say something that I normally would have kept inside. So, you know, like, I gradually become aware that I am drunk, rather than, like, oh, shit, I'm, like, wow, I just said that. I must be drunk, I should probably slow down. And then usually I, by that point, I have three drinks that are circling, waiting to land, and then I have to stop drinking entirely. I don't know how to drink anymore. Mm. Maybe I should quit for a month. Yeah, maybe you should. Although, <clears throat> the, the like, beer a week that I have... Is oh, out. yeah, it wouldn't consist of much. Grimmy says, Somebody in another thread mentioned that you wanted to revamp the skills in the classes and whatnot. Uh, so what do you think are the most useless skills for each class, or which ones would you want to revamp first? The ones that are just, like two skills that do the exact same thing with different numbers on them those I think could stand to be gone or made into something more interesting um eh, I don't know it's I've, I've been thinking about a lot of different stuff we need all kinds of things in this economy also is there any chance slash plans of putting new items in the raffle store eh one of these days maybe uh, hey guys, says the dog delusion, since the angry young man will be in Mr. Store for another 11 months, I'm curious if you might add more jars or content in the coming weeks. I know you don't like to revisit finished work, but I remember you mentioning there were several ideas for other NPCs that could be jarred that you passed over. Do you think it'd be too much content for a single item, or are you just done with it and not wanting to revisit the drawing board? Or do you think you might actually do some new jars? No, I'm not going to do any more jars, I don't think. Um, just because I don't want to get in the precedent of the content familiar being, like, another ongoing responsibility right. for forever. We're already uh, we're already underway on next year's. So that's pretty good. A little bit. There's an um, idea. I feel like the idea for these is the most work, though. So, having gotten over that hump, we're ready to go. Well, you feel like that. Well, the idea is the thing that we... Is not the most work, but it's the thing that we... It's the thing that takes the We put off for ten months even yeah. starting the thing, because yeah. we have no idea. Yeah. That's what I mean. I don't mean that nobody does any work. Jeez. Wax says, uh, talking about Jarlsberg, uh, could you add a no-pull tag before Jarlsberg? I did a roadmap of the Jarlsberg path. Cheese joke, cheese joke, bacon, council is now cheese, cheese zombies, cheese joke, cheddar, cheddar, cheddar. This is the sound of a cheese machine gun. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um... Anyway, is the avatar of Jarlsberg just a stick figure with a staff and a wizard hat? Did you write wizard on the hat with two Zs? Can you cast level three eroticism? I don't think there are going to be any blood ninja jokes uh, anywhere in this. And then he asks you if you've played Dark Souls, and I sincerely doubt it. Nope. 
Not a, I haven't played nary a soul. Uh, Fred Levi says, now the back items are a thing. Is there going to be a back item of the month? Uh, there already was one. It was the CSA backpack. Uh, Jick, you've said that the best way to keep dropped items and craft items balanced is to go back and forth on which is the most powerful. Last month's dungeon had a bunch of great equipment drops. This month's dungeon has great crafting materials, etc. Crafting power seems to have fallen behind just a bit. Any chance we could see a slew of new recipes? Maybe take a bunch of existing items and make it so we could smith them into hats or something. I mean, when I talk about that, I talk about it in terms of a, like, I'm always talking about a linear progression MMO. Um... Not really like what we've got here. Although, you know, doing another clan dungeon where most of the rewards were crafting ingredients for better stuff than the Hobopolis gear is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Um, because the the end game stuff that we have is kind of like a, just a linear progression like that. Uh, but for, for KOL's normal Ascension game, it's, it's weirder. And, and there's not a whole lot that we can do. I mean, as long as smithing costs a turn. I mean, I guess there's Inigos now. Inigos? Inigo? Inigo. Okay. Mandy Patinkin's Incantation of Inspiration. Uh, Plucky says, has there been any talk of more payment methods? Google Payment seems like the next progression. What with new age thingies. Is that a real thing now? I've never heard of it or seen it anywhere or seen anyone take it. We could be the very first. Okay. Uh, so the backpack is set the bar pretty high with 15% item buff. Is there any, or is there other back items that have been confirmed as the limit as to what they can do? Uh, like the backbone raises PvP fights by three, or was that intended so the potential power creep could grow organically, ignoring items that vanish, such as the teddy bear backpack? Uh, might even elect for a back breather item for the C. Yeah, the 15 is meant to be the best item drop that there's ever going to be on a back slot. Um, and probably the PvP thing, too. Uh, Avatar of Jarlsberg. Apparently it's it's going to use a tier-based system like Boris and Zombies. How exactly is a whole new mist class going to function? I mean, we have no chef staves. Well, you might. And there always seem to be some crisis or reason we can't access their guild. Or is this going to be one of those totally awesome classes that overshadows everything due to approachability? It is less approachable than Boris, but it is, I think, I think it is as powerful if done correctly. Um, anyway. I think it'll be fine. Uh, Doglord420 says, With the latest item of the month, why did you choose clowns and skateboarders to be possible minions? All the other guys are real common video game enemies, but other than Earthbound, I don't think I've ever fought skateboarders and clowns in a game. Well, Earthbound is pretty important. What about uh, Skate or Die? Yeah, Skate or Die. You fight skateboarders? In, um... There's gotta be something else. In Yo-Noid? Hmm. Um, I think there are some skateboarders in the Ninja Turtles game. There's that game where you are uh, the the bees trying to mind your own business and uh, form different patterns like a skull and crossbones and stuff with your swarm. Yeah. And there's always skateboarders fucking with you. Uh, question, says Rusty Knight, that I've wondered a small bit about. Where does King Ralph live? I assume he lives in a castle somewhere, but I'm a loss where that is. I'm at a loss where that is. The castle in the clouds in the sky is the giants, and the council don't seem to know about it. He has to be kidnapped from somewhere. The council's building doesn't seem very castle and you don't get the feeling that the king was ruling from there. Well, maybe just me, and he doesn't seem to be there when you go back after rescuing them. He just sort of disappears then. Where does he go after you unprison him? Back to the to bar. Back to his castle. 
Yeah. You know, that castle that he has. It's Yeah, it's, it's, he lives in an invisible castle that he is also invisible when he goes inside it. Yeah, because it wouldn't make any sense if he was just hanging out there. And you couldn't see the castle, but you could see him. It would be like Wonder Woman and her invisible jet, where she's just flying through the air, sitting. Mm-hmm. The, um... Yeah, that'd be awkward if he needed to go to the bathroom. Uh... Yeah, well, because that'd be weird, because you could follow the turds and map out the pipes in the castle. Right. How would that work? If the castle was invisible and you, like, took a shower, would the water be visible? Man, I hope so. Would it be visible when it came in? Because then would the water that was in the pipes all the time be visible? I don't know, like, water's not super visible. As a general Well, but I mean, you can... It's more visible than a thing that's invisible, I Right, but I mean, like, if you go to a fountain that's spraying jets of water 40 feet in the air, it is not ambiguous whether or not it's turned on, (laughs) right? Right, right. Uh, Stanley says, so we're six weeks into the year. Any plans to update the copyright notice? I thought that I did. Yeah, you were saying uh, in chat just the other day that you thought that you had it all done. Uh, it's updated on dev in the main, uh, on the login page. Oh. You know, it's the, the maintenance page. Still says 2012. Hmm. I always forget that one because I think that one doesn't get built through our normal uh, building scheme thing. Uh, the Dog Delusion says, what do you think about adding a tab to the skills page or something where we can look at the list of skills we have permed and elect to turn off some of them? Nope. This comes up all the time, and nope. I don't want you to turn off passives. The Jick says Artest1, you said it was finished so long ago, and you never intended it to sit dormant all this time. When can we hope to see something more there? I did not ever say that it was finished so long ago. It has not ever been finished. That is my fucking plan for March. Is the C. Oh, yeah, because you were going to kind of kickstart it in San Francisco. Yes. Not like, I'm going to do a, I'm gonna do like, a Kickstarter like, to finish the seat. Uh, Terion says, Once long ago you talked about how whiteboards were really expensive and how you had found a material that let you turn entire walls into the office into whiteboards for a fraction of the cost. What was the material, and are you still using the white wall boards? How are they holding up to your use and abuse? Uh, yeah, you know, the one I've been using the same ones for years. Uh, and the material is... It, you get it at Home Depot in 4x8 sheets, and I think that if you go in and ask for shower board, uh, then they will they will point at it. It's like it's like really thin particle board with melamine on one side of it, and it, it is just exactly like a whiteboard, only it is like 7 or $8 for a 4-foot by 12-foot rectangle of it. Um, you sometimes will have to look through several of them before you get one that's not, like, dinged up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, use them all the time. Uh, I would love to get rid of my junk, like CSA fire starting kits, Spectre Scepters, and Nemesis Familiars. Meow, says they is. Uh, meow. Chick, hmm. not a question. I work in a theater in Port Washington, Long Island, and they might be giants played there. They signed a poster with the names of other people that had played there. It was amusing. I'll take a shot of it next time I'm in the green room. Uh, Costanza Foss says, Is Singer's Faithful Ocelot a reference to those little ferret helpers the Beastmaster hung around with? Yes, it is. Oh, cool. Uh, because the the Beastmaster was played by Mark Singer. That's the, that's the lulzy joke there. And 
I didn't know those were ferrets, and I don't know what an ocelot is. <laughs> I must have looked up, I must have Google image searched an ocelot. Uh, do you know if there are any in-game references to my favorite sword and sorcery flick from my childhood, Krull? Ah, I would be really surprised if there weren't. Seems like uh, something we would have hit by now. Certainly Krull was a big influence on my ways of thinking about fantasy. Um, I don't know, can you not search the KOL wiki for Krull? There's, there's nothing on the KOL wiki. What about uh, Pop Goes the Loathing? Don't know where that is anymore. What if I just search for Kingdom of Loathing Krull? We actually ended up uh, watching Krull most of it during last con. It holds yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. I haven't gone up. back to it because I'm afraid that it wouldn't hold up. It's still as weird as it was when it came out. I think. I don't know that. Like, I didn't have it in my mind that it was a good movie, but that it it was unusual, and it was fun to watch. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it was, was definitely both of those like, things. It was a movie okay. that was for me. Oh man, I got to play uh, when we went to the Galloping Ghost in Chicago. They had the Krull arcade game, and I got to play that for a significant amount of time, which I'd never been able to as a kid because it was really hard, and it just really chewed through quarters. You know, right. um, it's not. It's not a great game, but it's not a terrible game. Yeah. Um, and it reminds you of Krull. Uh, wouldn't it be cool, he continues, to have one of those boomerang star things he had? You mean the glaive? Mm. Uh, there's a star boomerang in the game, but it isn't really the same thing. I want to zap a star boomerang into a boomerang star glaive thing. Oh, he knew it was the glaive. I remember thinking it was weird that he had to like reach into some kind of lava to get it, and then it was all covered with crust, and then the crust all fell off, and it was super shiny. That's the kind of thing, though, that... Like, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about when I say it's really strange. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that was... I don't know whether that... So I don't know where the chronology is of the Gamjabar scene from David Lynch's Dune, the scene where Conan retrieves that thing for the princess in Conan the Destroyer. And Prince Corwin having to reach into lava to grab the glaive. Kroll was 83. Conan the Destroyer was 84. What was the other one? Uh, David Lynch's Dune. Oh, right, right. Uh, Dune was 84. Huh. And Flash wow. Gordon... I think Flash Gordon wins in starting that whole trend with the whole bog beast sticking your hand in the stump thing. Although I guess he doesn't pull out a weapon or anything. He's just... His reward for sticking his hand in there is that he doesn't die from bog beasting. Flash Gordon? Anyone? Yeah. I don't think I've actually ever seen Flash oh, Gordon man. all the way through. I don't know. I haven't seen it as an adult, but I loved the shit out of it when I was in high school. Huh. The girl who played the princess in Conan the Destroyer was really young. Hmm. She is not that much older than we are. She was a childlike empress? Yeah. Well, she must have been like 15. She was 15 when it came out, so she must have been like 14 when they were making it. Hot. I mean, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
current pictures of her are still pretty hot. That never happens. Uh, Vernacio says, hey guys, I was doing some learning on delayed super likelies and hipster goth fights, and I got to wondering, are ultra rares rolled in the same way that super likelies are in that using free fights will increase your chances of getting one without using adventures? Man, I'm not telling you shit about dick. Also, do you guys eat anything to get the creative juices flowing? I know that when I draw or write, I enjoy snacking on minty stuff like candy canes and butter mints. Um, I have, I have begun to believe, at least, that if I don't eat at least some carbohydrates with breakfast that I don't really get my brain going until after lunch. Like, I can do work that doesn't require a lot of cognitive effort, but, like, if I have even, like, a couple of crackers with breakfast, mm. it is, it's just better. Um, and I think that that was, that was corroborated by, or maybe even, like, the initial the initial me thinking that was provoked by some study that like people doing Atkins like scored lower on tests of cognitive ability than they did prior to being an Atkins. So they did have some control there. So it wasn't just proving that people who go on the Atkins diet aren't smart to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I feel like the Atkins diet is pretty well understood and it, works like it's it I, I i don't think of the atkins diet as being a diet so much as like a really weird crazy thing that you can do to fuck with your body right you know like it is actually actually doing it to the point where you go into ketosis like that seems that seems like super dangerous you know it just seems like a thing that you wouldn't do yeah and most people don't do it but i mean it's also it's real easy to sell people a diet that's like hey eat all the fucking bacon you want it turns out the only thing that you are going to want is a single slice of bread, um, but you can't have any. I used to, I used to drink. I, well, I, I used to drink. I still do, but I used to too. Uh, I would work a lot while I was drinking in the early days of KOL. And I think part of that stemmed from, like, most of the work that I did on KOL was, like, after I got home from work. Yeah. And it was when I was living with Jamin, so all we did was drink all the time. Um, but, you know, when I, when I first got my house and, was, and quit my job and was working from home, I would, I would work until it was time to – until I had to go to the bar before it closed. And then I would come back from the bar and work for another few hours. And I don't really like – I, I don't think of that as a thing that I could do anymore. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we're none of us as young as we were. I guess that's true. Do you uh, do you eat anything to get your creative juices flowing? Do you eat juice? <laughs> I to have the best like creative writing experience when I'm not like just filling in buckets of words or something. It's like to generate something new. I need to have, like, a 32-ounce cup of ice water next to me. Hmm. And I will drink all of that, like, in an hour and refill it. And something about that makes me concentrate harder. Yeah, when I'm, oh. when I'm doing that kind of... It, it's weird because I think you... And maybe this is just because this is true. Um, I don't think of... Like, I, I wrote maybe 40 item descriptions today. And I don't think of that as having been creative work 
like it was, but it was just, here's a list of 40 jokes that I need you to write by quitting time today. Okay, here's 40 jokes. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the work that I did and the work that we did collaboratively coming up with what those items were was a kind of creative work that, to me, like, like you said, filling in buckets or doing the artwork for the game is not. And and I don't think, like, I need a certain... Like, I have to get up and walk around a lot hmm. when I'm doing that kind of work. It's very hard. Like, I can just... I can lock myself in a room and write stuff. I can lock myself in a room and, like, write code or draw pictures. But if I am designing stuff, I have to get up and pace around. And I have to, like... So I'll go and I'll like refill my my water bottle and carbonate it and drink the whole thing so that then I keep having to get up to piss and I keep having to get up to refill the water bottle. Like you know, and I think smoking was really good for this in the past. Right. Is there anything that smoking can't do? There's really not. Um but yeah, I mean it's more it's more just about I don't know, just kind of looking around, right? Yeah. Well, walking away from what you're working on and letting your brain continue to work on it. Yeah. Although, I, that that is kind of a different thing. Like, I am still very much consciously thinking about whatever I'm working on, like when I go piss or when I go get some water. Right. Or when I go walk around the block or whatever. Man, I, I thought that I would walk around the block today because the sun, I got up and it was super gloomy and I was like, eh. This is going to be a shitty day. And then the sun came out while I was in the office, and I was like, oh, I'll go, I'll go for a walk. But it's still just super fucking cold outside. What is that all about? Uh, Mark the Militia says, I was driving down the street last week, and I saw a car with a bumper sticker that said, I club sign seals. And after a few minutes, I realized what it meant. KOL rules. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Sandwich Dew says, Dick, on the February 7th show, you talked about wishing you had thought more about crafting skills for the quest revamps. Would you consider the idea that knowing certain sets of skills could open up alternate paths in a quest? As an example, an accordion thief who's learned at least five songs could wear a one-man polka suit and could bluff their way into the Knob Goblin King's throne room by claiming they're one of the newly hired court entertainment. I think some things like that would be interesting, but I don't know uh, how much of a pain they would be to implement. And that's actually a pretty good idea. You know, just the idea that, like, in a quest-related choice adventure... You can either, you know, go get the thing that you need to solve the quest, or if you have salsa ball, you can shoot some salsa into the guy's mouth instead of the uh, jalapeno dildo. Yeah. That is the actual solution to the quest. Uh, Last Chance says, one more question. No use skillbook upon use of the daily dungeon spellbooks? No, the use skillbooks are only for things that are not acquirable again. Uh, hello, Toast here, says Yellow Toast. Gosh, it's about time. Here's the thing that's been rolling around my brain for a while. When adventuring at the castle and you set the procrastinator's giant's turn to pay the bills, why doesn't the meat drop increase slightly? Clearly they have more meat now from not having to pay those expensive bills. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Toast. Also, butts. A lot of sentences in that question. I would say that the giants pay the bills from their bank account, not the meat they have on hand. Sorry. Yeah, that too. Uh, Southwest says, were you guys aware that a couple familiar descriptions are incomplete? The Hovering Skull's description doesn't mention that it attacks enemies, and the Nano Rhinos mentions that it gives buffs, but not that it attacks or de-levels enemies. Uh, the Hovering Skull probably Riff wrote that, and the Nano Rhino 
I could probably stand to add that. There are a lot of familiars that do too many things to make a blue list of all of them. Right. Uh, did you mean to make those, those descriptions comprehensive or just quick summaries of the familiar's key selling points, such as is unpopular for the robot reindeer? <laughs> um, I mean, I mostly want them there so that new players understand what the familiar is doing because the messages, while they are clear to somebody who knows what's going on already, are not at all clear in a vacuum. Yeah, duh, it's winking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blister Guy says, I understand you probably haven't decided on how to handle commendations for Class Act yet, but if you could do it so that I get, like, three gold, seven silver, and two bronze for the 12 boards I'm on, that'd be awesome, and I'd be giddy with glee. Yeah, I bet you would. Sticky Meat says, is the hair shirt a reference to the R.E.M. song of the same name? You know, not really, but I probably, in as much as I became aware of the concept of a hair shirt from that song, hmm. like, that was probably the first time I ever heard that word. You know, I didn't grow up Catholic. I was thinking of the uh, Bare Naked Ladies song. Is the hair shirt song that I think of. It's the song is called What a Good Boy, but this name is the hair shirt I wear. This hair shirt is woven from your brown hair. Hmm. You're right. But having been brought up Christian, I, I'm pretty sure I learned about hair shirts before that. Lightwolf says, cook hamburger and goat cheese to make a cheeseburger or goat cheese with any burger? I mean, seriously, I cannot remember the last time I ate a plain hamburger without cheese. Can you? It just seems unnatural. <clears throat> yeah, I don't... I think 90% of the burgers that I have eaten in the last three years have been the Popper Burger from Four Peaks right. Brewery, which is, which is just, uh, it's got cream cheese on it, which is unusual but pretty good. Um, <clears throat> because I haven't been going out to dinner much, I've been cooking a lot at home, and I've been making a lot of hamburgers. And I, uh, you know, I put, a, I put a provolone on there. Yeah, yeah. Provolone is the cheese for me, buddy. I like to, uh, at this point, when I make hamburger patties at home, I dice up some green onions and uh, mix also some gorgonzola crumbles in with the the meat before I patty it. Mm. So I bake the cheese into the burger. Super good. Um, <clears throat> I remember uh, every time I hear Gorgonzola, I think about a scene in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air really? uh, where Will Smith is trying to... Uh, he's having a conversation. He's in the kitchen, I think, probably with, with DJ Jazzy Jeff and with, uh, with Jeffrey, the, the servant. Okay. And uh, he's having Jeffrey make him a sandwich... And uh, he's telling uh, telling Jeff about how street he still is and how uh, Bel Air has not made him soft. And then uh, Jeffrey asks if he wants cheese on the sandwich, and he says, yeah. And then he starts to put cheese on the sandwich, and Will Smith is all, no, no, dog, the gorgonzola. And then it's like, ha, 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 you're not street. Street niggas don't know what gorgonzola is. I, get, I think that was the joke. <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's what that's what I think of when I uh, hear the word gorgonzola. Good. So I hope you you don't think that I'm less street because I'm I enjoy some gorgonzola. Mm. Now I am. Um, 
Do you like you like a you like a like a like a stinky cheese like that? Like a crumbly. Yeah, like a blue or a gorgonzola. I like a feta. I eat a lot of feta. Yeah, I like a. I have a hard time finding excuses to eat feta though. Oh yeah. To put it on, uh, like I would put it on a salad. Mm-hmm. But I don't eat a whole lot of salad. Mm. See, I've been eating a salad basically every day for lunch, and so there's always an opportunity to spread, spread, sped some fetters. Kevin Federline, special ed. Uh, Armada says one can currently allow players on your ignore list to purchase items from your store. Could we get a toggle that would allow the reverse? That is to say, be able to ban people from purchasing from your store, but still be able to see or hear them in chat. Lots of reasons why somebody might not want another person buying from their store, but would still want to be able to chat with them. And that's a more complicated thing, right? Because the the fact that the ignore list exists means that everybody is either on your ignore list or they're not, and then whether or not people on your ignore list are treated a certain way is a thing that is just a single bit that gets flipped um which we have a scheme for arbitrarily storing those which is just flags on the player table not in the player table in the flags table um but doing something like you're suggesting would mean making an entirely new structure that works like the ignore list and I don't think that's a road that I want to start down because then everybody like the, the the interactions between them start to multiply out, right? So then you have to set a toggle automatically put somebody on my store ignore list when I put them on my regular ignore list or vice versa or just use the regular ignore list for everything. So now, I think you got to just suck it up and if you want to hear what people are saying in chat you got to understand that information wants to be free, man, and that if they want to buy shit from your store, there's nothing you can do to stop them because it's free market, man. Or that maybe you should strive to have relationships with people that are less complicated than don't want to hear you talk but do want to do commerce with you or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You like be- love them or hate them. <clears throat> love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit bullseye, the kid don't play. I hope that answers your question and solves your problem. Is that one of your raps? No, that's the somewhere in the middle of Ice Ice Baby. Oh, oh. King Bobson says, Browsing the wiki, I found an old edit war with no satisfactory conclusion. So are the silver parachutes from hardcore CSA backpack drops a reference to the Hunger Games? I, That is a hard question to answer. Like, it is not... It is not a joke that is in any way related to the Hunger Games, but, like, yes, those parachutes, the little silver parachute that drops equipment to you is an idea from the Hunger Games. Right. Right? It it wasn't an accident, right? I had just read the Hunger Games, and I thought, how would the CSA deliver packages to you? Oh, in those little airdrop things. So, I mean, yes, I guess. It is a reference to the Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, Blue Scream says, I need some advice, specifically hot dog advice. Any chance of a new episode in the works? Yeah, we recorded one yesterday, actually. I need to edit it and post it. Roy is uh, trying to get back on the horse. He's, he's oh, got, you know, he's got his kid, and that, that didn't really become a thing that you could routine around again for a while and uh, then he got he got really sick for for a long time well uh what's up with word realms it's been a while since we got any backer updates on the project 
Man, this is like this is a weird thing. I it I know from people saying that it bothers them to not get updates. Um but we are so reluctant to send out Kickstarter backer updates because we, as people who've backed like eight or ten Kickstarters, are so fucking inundated with Kickstarter updates all the time that we just think of them as a nuisance. Um, but we probably ought to. It is weird to continue getting updates from things I've backed on Kickstarter where I've already gotten my rewards. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I feel like our relationship is over now, right? Yeah, like, it's like, I, got I, my left, thing your, I left your money on the dresser. Yeah, I mean, it ain't like that. It's just like, our social interaction was predicated on this thing that I wanted you to make for me, and you did, so... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, um, it is... You know, it is proceeding apace. Like the list of the list of things to do just keeps getting smaller and smaller. It is almost at the point where I don't have any obligations on it at all anymore. Which the reason that I the reason that I I sort of busted my ass on it this weekend, and it was because like oh fuck, this is no longer a thing that I can afford to ignore because it's mostly not me. Yeah. Um, like there is danger of me putting these things off, actually delaying it, which I there never really was before. Um. But yeah, I gotta, like, with Jarlsberg and the level 10 revamp rolling on Thursday, uh, you heard it here first, folks, um, I don't, I'm not gonna have a lot of time in the next few days to work on it, but uh, Chris and I have a date on uh, on Friday to do some things that we need to both be there at the same time for, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's gotten to the point in the development where we're starting to test out different uh, projectors to make executables for distribution, and it's, like, I really want it to be done this month. I don't know if I want it hard enough that it can actually happen, but it is not outside the realm of possibility. Let's leave it at that. Also, Mr. Scullet, enough show for you? Snow? for you and have you been to enough snow shows yeah uh, i'm from saint cloud and i'm praying the plows were out this morning this was not enough snow for me this was an insufficient amount of snow like if we're gonna get a snow i want at least a foot and preferably See, if i'm more. if i'm writing a verse you want at least a foot yeah this is my but like if it's gonna snow enough to kind of fuck up driving around, it should snow so much that there, there's no point in driving around, and that you can't drive around at all. So, this last snow was, like, pretty and everything, and I enjoyed shoveling it because being forced into physical activity is all I get for physical activity these days. But, uh, no, I could have done with some more. I could have done hey, you know what? Uh, you know what I heard, and what you probably heard too, was the garage door opening just then, which is dinner arriving. I wanted to figure out what tone that is, because it play it comes through here not as rumbling, but as a like a very low musical note. Really? Yeah. It's really good. If I had to reconstruct it from memory, it's kind of like a. Yep. Good. 
well, anyway, what I'm asking is, can we be done with the radio now? Uh, yeah, I think we can handle that. Because, as I said earlier, I'm hungry as fuck. All right, well, go eat and uh, fuck and and do whatever you want with your food. I'm not here to judge. I'm not Damn here right. to judge. Um.